1: I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Hade. Hey, Kudagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake in the cold tundra of the Twin Cities. Uh the <laughs> wind's blowing, the snow's blowing, I'm in the house, and Wendy made a two-story uh, hut for our little... Uh, our little animals out and back. Um, So we're ready to go here. Uh, This is Native Roots Radio, and we talk about native issues and uh, native issues are human issues, and human issues are native issues. And this,
3: yeah, this portion of the show is brought to you by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice.
1: Hey, you know, in this episode of Native Roots Radio is presented in partnership with Little Moments Count and we have a Little Moments Count show today. Here we got a segment with uh with uh Barb Faber and uh we also are gonna check in with the uh, the Res reporter and see what's going on up in the deep north. And I know he's got a show either tonight or tomorrow night. We'll have to check into that. Um, he's, uh, he's nationwide and I just thought I'd uh, get him on here and, uh, to support him and, uh, his comedy group and maybe, uh, go back and forth with a few jokes. Oh,
3: <laughs> Yeah. I think, you know, he's actually, I think performing at Hinkley Casino tonight, uh, in north, uh, north central Minnesota. Um, he was talking about, uh, taking the stage and then coming to join us just afterward tonight. So really looking forward to hearing our, our res report as we come into this storm, um, cause this is going to be another a storm for the books, right, Robert?
1: Yes. They said this is a storm of the century again. So every other week we get one of those storm of the century. So.
3: Yeah. Uh, climate change is, is a thing people. So it doesn't just mean warming temperatures. It also means more, uh, dare I say violent weather because <laughs> this wind does not, not feel like it's, uh, trying to kiss your face. That's for sure.
1: Angry weather. Angry weather.
3: Angry weather, yes. Very angry weather.
1: So, hey, without any further ado, let's go to Ogama with the uh, native news that you don't hear anywhere else. Uh, welcome, Ogama.
3: Hey, Boujou, Anin, everybody. This is Ogama Ganua Kwe. I am a citizen of the Red Lake Nation in northern Minnesota, and I'm here with some news for you on Native Roots Radio. I wanted to let everybody know, uh, for those of you who are intending to go to college or sending youth to college in the next couple of years, the American Indian College Fund has received a $38 million grant from the Lilly Endowment, Inc. to support efforts to strengthen tribal colleges and universities and improve educational attainment for American Indian and Alaska Native students. The grant is funding a program called Culture at the Heart, an Indigenous Approach to enrollment and retention, and the program's going to be implemented over five years to increase increase the American Indian and Alaska Native student enrollment, retention, and graduate graduation rates at 25 tribal colleges and universities, which serve native communities. They will also receive critical and culturally based skills and experience that they need to graduate and serve their communities in healthcare, environmental science, business, law, education, and more. So very excited about that fund being expanded. Um, This came in from the um, native news Online's uh, staff page. Um, And, Today, right now, um, there's some there's some um, statistics in here about 15.4 percent of American Indian or Alaska Native people under age 25 have received a bachelor's degree or higher, which is less than half of the national average, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. So they're really looking to uh, bring that at least on par or have Native people, you know, be higher than the average standard for uh, people, for our young people, people under age 25. Right, Robert?
1: Yeah, it's uh it's a crisis and if you're not at the table and if you're not uh, edu- uh being an educator or working in a bank or doing anything in a uh mainstream, we need to have representation. So yeah.
3: Yeah, definitely. Exactly. And Robert, I know we had talked uh, last week a little bit and I think maybe even a little bit before about the Lakota Nation Invitational, uh, which is held in uh, Rapid City, South Dakota every year. And uh, it's a native basketball, educational, and cultural tournament. And uh, two hotels in Rapid City, South Dakota, the Residence Inn and the Fairfield Inn and Suites, both of which are owned by Marriott Hotels, uh, the Tuesday morning ahead of the Lakota Nation Invitational, they both... Both listed rates at $2,000 or more with taxes and fees included. Uh, front desk at the residence inn said the that- rate was $2,353 per night and said that was it was not a typo, and he was checking with his manager to verify the rate. Um, the organizer of the Lakota Nation, Nation Invitational said he was really surprised that those two hotels were charging more than $2,000 per night during the event. The event took pay, place December 13th through 17th at the convention center there in uh, Rapid City, and um, obviously nobody can afford that, and They didn't know why they would want to do that. And the L&I director, uh, Brian Brewer said, maybe they don't want our business. And he had planned to call local tourism officials to see if they could help get the hotels to adjust their rates. Um, it's pretty common that rapid city and the nearby towns actually raise their rates a little bit during the tournament because it provides an economic boost to rapid city hotels and food industry, but they usually don't raise their rates more than $250 a night, according to brewer. Um, and he thought that the, um, He brought up the issue of the hotels raising their rates with the city and local tourism officials in the past and have been told, like basically referred to the corporate offices for those hotels. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things where people are encountering hostile and sometimes outright discriminatory discriminatory behaviors and business practices in Rapid City. It's the second most populous area in South Dakota and the Department of Justice filed a lawsuit against a local hotel for denying services to uh, Native people um, earlier this year in October. Um, And... It's just, it's really frustrating that we continue to see that. And then the NDN Collective is suing the Grand Gateway Hotel in South Dakota for its racist practices. So, um, there is several hotels that are, um, dealing with this and, um, uh, you know, this is kind of an ongoing story that I'm sure we'll have some more updates for um, later. And I just want to give a shout out to uh, Indians.com and uh, the writer, uh, Kevin Aberask, uh, who posted this um, last Tuesday, December 13th. And I happen to miss it. Um, but Robert, I mean, can you believe it? Like a thousand people and they're trying to charge 2000 a night. I mean, they're obviously not going to get that rate. So theoretically, the reason they're charging a rate that high is so that they don't get people who are native to stay at the hotel does that make sense
1: oh it makes total sense and uh we yeah. saw that when we were doing uh we were going to standing rock at all the hardware stores and uh things like that when we were staying at Han- standing rock that they were uh jacking their prices up for uh things that we needed in camp and yeah this is this is something that uh is blatant and it's in a red state so it's uh welcomed by uh white settlers <laughs>
3: Yeah. I mean, it's just – it's really ongoing and frustrating, I think, that um, these kind of practices are still happening. I mean, you know, what year is it, right? But uh, also take a look at who we just had leave the presidency at the last <laughs> – anyway, well, let, let's move on. Um, I do want to warn people who might be listening um, nationally uh, to us. The Navajo Nation Police and the Phoenix Police Department are actually uh, warning people, um, especially tribal communities, about recruiters uh, in the Phoenix area. Um, They are experiencing this weird situation where, um, they have reported that there's recruiters in various areas like outdoor markets and they're picking up people who are walking on the side of the road as well. And they've been traced to what they believe is a sober home or a group home. Um, and one of the police sergeants, uh, who spoke with KSUT and this was reposted on ICT, uh, dot com, um, they realized that there was just, you know, the usual amount of ar- arrests they had in the weekend um, just were lower. And uh, they've traced them down, they believe, to a group called Blue Sapphire Group Home. And currently anybody in the Phoenix area or uh, Window Rock area in Arizona is advised to not get into vehicles with individuals they do not know, even for a short ride. If you have any tips, call the FBI or the Navajo Nation Police.
1: Hey, thanks, Ogma with the news. Uh, Up next, uh, Barb Favor, and we are going to be talking a little indigenous visioning and tribal child care and licensing and some good stuff. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us
0: unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation, catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex, recording sexual acts without permission, hurting someone because of their sexual orientation, raping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger, purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by
3: the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
4: Health insurance that fits my budget? I'm covered. I needed health coverage I could count on and afford. MNsure helped me find a plan that works for me, and they helped me save money. Did you know that most Minnesotans qualify for savings through MNsure? And they have free experts who can help you sign up for coverage. Go to minsure.org today and get started and get covered. That's mnsure.org.
3: mnsure.org.
6: Never bet on a horse named Tripod. Never go cliff diving with a guy named Cliff. It's just too many cliffs. Never tell a zombie he looks like death warmed over. And never trust a car that hasn't been trusted to Midas. Save on brakes, tires, maintenance, and total car care. For a car you can depend on long after the warranty expires, you deserve the Midas Touch. Get a comprehensive oil change, tire rotation, and visual brake check for $19.99. Up to 5 quarts conventional oil, shop fees extra. Most vehicles at participating Midas
5: hi i'm jane fonda and you're listening to
2: native roots radio
1: and we're back to native roots radio presents i'm awake and this is robert pilot
3: hey this portion of the show was brought to you by little moments count little moments count is a statewide collaborative working to an uh, excuse me, to educate people on the importance of the first 1000 days of life for our littlest relatives. You can find out more at little dot org. And I just want to let everybody know that they have this really awesome texting program. Um, you can text a number and they can also text you, uh, in, with Lakota Dakota, um, traditional things as well. So make sure you head over to littlemomentscount.org dot org. And we're really happy to have a uh, Barb favor here in, uh, collaboration with them
1: welcome barb how's it going
2: it's going great how about you
1: pretty good just really cold you know talking about the weather and the wind and you know the minnesota stuff's happening here in the twin cities and uh so we're hunkered down here but it's great to have you on and uh you know, before the uh, kind of the end of the year here now, we're we're heading uh, and uh, the holiday season. But you know, I, I want to jump into this because I know our, our time's limited with you, and we have the ruz reporter on next, which we're really excited to to, to talk to. And um, you know, I, the Indigenous Visioning where, uh, that you uh, own and run. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, tribal licensing that you guys are campaigning and starting right now?
2: Sure. Happy to share. So um, in my experience, uh, I've created a tribal child care licensing program that was hugely successful. And has. Uh, and I've also worked with other tribes on their tribal child care licensing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Throughout uh, and, you know, and throughout the United States and Indian country, throughout the states themselves, we're facing a child care crisis. <clears throat> we have been for many years. While there, there are lots of things that we can do to help support child care, uh, this is one thing that tribes can do pretty easily. Um, <clears throat> we need more child care programs within communities so parents can work. You know, and employers are facing shortage of employees, and child care is a large part of the problem. It's not readily available for, for parents in their own community. And some of the, you know, many, uh, through a, a few of our initiatives, we've... Uh, surveyed employers, and they said that child care is, is a huge issue, and they have a lot of employees. Um, it's one of the top three reasons um, employees uh, miss work, or they're late, or there's um, frequent absences. So Indigenous Visioning really wants to um, work with tribes and support tribes, and help them create childcare businesses in their community. For their
1: families. That's exciting and I know Ogema uh, where she's at uh, because I don't know if it's because of COVID or what but uh, child care is hard to find everywhere not just uh, Indian country right Ogema?
3: Yeah so I don't live near my reservation I'm about a few hours south of it. Um, I'm closest actually to the Mille Lacs Nation but I am unable to find adequate or affordable childcare in my area at all. Um, I, I can't find anything for an infant under one year old. Nobody will take an infant under age of one. Um, and then even if they do, I am looking at the only place I can afford being an unlicensed or um, un you know, unrated basically um, home care center, which is, you know, essentially somebody just running a daycare from their home, which is mm. not bad necessarily. And I think a lot of people like that for their children. But if if you want to have your child in a place where education and culture is important, um, then you have to really pay a lot of money for that. And it would negate me or my husband working like we would go to work to pay for the child care and there would be no money left over so i and i know i'm not the only person who's dealing with that you know and then we have an older child too that needs care um and even just the aftercare at her school um if we have care from three to five p.m uh five days a week is over two hundred dollars a month which is lower than a lot of the other rates in town, but still, you know, a pretty significant um, portion of a monthly income. So it's really been it's been coming for a long time, Barb, and I and I know you know that it's even harder in Indian country where you're on a reservation and there's limited options.
2: Yes, it. You what you said is uh, absolutely. Hundred percent right, and you're right. A lot of families are experiencing that, both in uh, on tribal land and in urban um, communities. So, so tribal licensing is pretty pretty uh, simple process, and it uh, so not only brings childcare with in the communities, you know, and then families don't have to drive half hour. You know, I've no I've heard of families having to drive an hour to childcare and then come back. Um, so, and then large, um, you're right, it's very expensive. And there are a lot of programs um, offered by the tribes and the states that help support childcare. There's early childhood scholarships, um, there's childcare assistance, and that's what those programs are there for. And so, um, but at just finding childcare, ab- you were absolutely right. It's Um, And so tribes can do that and, you know, the benefits of them having it in uh, them licensing and monitoring and training and supporting is that they, you know, they can make it um, a high quality indigenous, you know, it would be a dream if um, we could find a way to employ childcare providers as employees through the state Mm -hmm. or through the tribe so that they can have benefits as well. It's a tough job and you don't get benefits. So we need to make it um, sexier for people to go into childcare. You know, um, and and it is, it's very beneficial. I I did childcare for a while and I managed childcare and I monitored uh, tribal childcare providers. It's a very rewarding uh, career, but we just need to support them and for tribes to, uh, you know, license them and monitor them, you know, that's that's gonna help.
1: Well, it sounds like uh there is a huge need for this. Uh we're here with uh Barb Faber and uh with Indigenous Visioning and we're talking about uh you know, tribal child care licensing and uh within the communities and uh you know, I just think you know, someone that's interested should uh reach out to you, right? And uh the, that's on the, their tribal land and and do that because there is a huge need and there's also you know money involved too that mm-hmm. you could make
2: right they're they're small businesses so for tribes who are trying to um, have successful economic development they need child care just like they do housing transportation um, and jobs so childcare is a, a part of that and uh, so, you know, just thinking outside the box. So in, in early 2023, Indigenous Visioning and All Nations Rise is are going to um, put out a national uh, marketing campaign to support tribal tribes to uh, consider doing their own tribal licensing.
1: Wow, that's wow. exciting. And, and oh, go ahead, Oguma. I just wanted to make sure Barb uh, lets our uh, listening audience, because we're all over Turtle Island here, on uh, 11 uh, stations in the Civic Media and uh, the Twin Cities in Wisconsin, um, uh, let them know how they can get a hold of you. And then go ahead, Oguma, with your question.
3: Sure. Go ahead, Barb. Let's, let's get your contact information on the airwaves, and then I'll, I'll ask you my quick question.
2: Sure, they can uh, reach us, go to our website at indigenousvisioning.com and you can fill out a contact form or my email is pretty simple. It's long, but pretty simple. barb at indigenousvisioning.com and my telephone number is 218-280-4372.
1: Wow, cool. Uh we got another minute here, Barb. It's been really great uh partnering with you this last uh a few months with uh all the great things you do with uh you know, little moments count. And this is a, this is a little moments count uh uh feeling, you know, that you're helping our young ones and we talk about how important it is to be locked in with our our own uh our own people, our own nations, um, and, and and it's how great it has been for the parents too. Do um, you have any last minute thought here on on uh, or the great partnership that we've had?
2: Uh, Ogama, did you have a question before I answer that?
3: You know I guess i didn't necessarily have a question as much as I had you know just a statement that we're we're sorely lacking in um, indigenous y- young child- child educators as well, not just child care providers but educators and any child child care provider is going to be an educator in some way so if anybody if you're listening to this and you know the idea of spending your days um, making children feel safe and happy and comfortable is a uh, brings joy to your heart, please reach out to Barb. This is something that our communities really need.
2: Miigwech, and uh, I hope to hear from you and just to visit and um, talk about tribal childcare. care. Wow,
1: well, and thanks again with all this great information that you've brought us to uh, Native Ritz Radio all across Turtle Island. Really, really appreciate you and all the work that you've done for years. So it's been great to, to, to learn more about you and all the great work you've done.
2: Miigwetch, miigwetch. for your radio station and little moments count. Kiigawabamen.
1: Uh, Kiigawabamen. Hi, Juoni. Hey, you're listening to Nadovritz Radio Presents I'm Awake. And up next, the Res Reporter. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us.
6: Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl.
5: This is David from The
1: David Pakman Show, where we expose the hatreds, liars and Trumpists weekdays at 2 p.m. on AM 950. The progressive voice of Minnesota
6: It's the season to be jolly and nothing makes me jollier than a clean home. If you just had Thanksgiving at home, you're probably still assessing the headaches your holiday company cost to your carpets, tiles, and maybe even the upholstery. And now you have less than a month before it's going to happen all over again. Call ZeroRes today and ask for the AM950 special and three-room Resified for just $119. That's a $50 savings. And don't forget those air ducts. Take another $75 off your air duct service to get them Zero Res Clean. Also, are you looking for last-minute gift ideas? Give your loved ones a Zero Res gift card to spread the Zero Res Clean cheer. Call 952 0 res or visit ZeroResMinnesota.com to schedule your appointment today and beat the holiday rush. Lastly, now is the best time to book Zero Rest for your year end office cleaning and get you ready to provide your employees and patrons a clean and safe environment for 2023. Turn to Auto Technical with your vehicle donation. Even though Auto Technical is a small nonprofit, we have helped more families with transportation than any organization in Minnesota. Since 94, we have reconditioned donated vehicles,
3: so they have a higher tax benefit. Call Richard at
6: 612-919-5526. 612-919-5526. Or autotech.org. This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style and owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design. People often ask me, why Habitation for my home? Well, I could give you hundreds of reasons. I could talk about the extensive collection of furnishing suppliers or our exceptionally talented design team. I could talk about service. But the truth is, Habitation clients come back room after room and home after home, and that speaks volumes. Habitation, put some drama into your interiors.
4: Check out the award-winning Hazel's Northeast in Minneapolis on the corner of 29th and Johnson for a delicious meal any time of the day. Breakfast favorites include Jean's Mean Fried Egg Sandwich and the Drunken Banana French Toast. While for dinner, try selections like the fabulous Swedish Meatballs or Wild Rice Gumbo. Hazel's Northeast is located on the corner of 29th Avenue and Johnson Street, just a few minutes away from 35W. View Hazel's menu, make a reservation, or place a takeout order at hazelsnetogo.com.
6: With your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lillia. Winter storm warning in effect. Snow ends with lows of 6 below, wind chills down to 20 below. Then for Thursday, partial sunshine, patchy blowing snow with a high of 5 below zero. Whether you're dining in or dining out, Eat Local Minnesota restaurants and food purveyors will make your next meal one to remember. Visit the full list of Eat Local Minnesota restaurants and food purveyors at eatlocalminnesota.com. Here. I am in uh, Colman, one U.S. band country, and I'm listening to
1: Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilate.
3: Hey, relatives, just want to let you know that if you need health insurance, Minsure has a plan that covers your family's doctor's visits, prescriptions, and saves you money. You can visit mnsure.org to find free help. Most Minnesotans qualify for some sort of assistance with health care. So don't wait. Go to mnsure.org and file for your assistance with health care before the end of the year. you got to get it in before open enrollment ends.
1: Right on. Hey, I am so excited we have Rob Fairbanks here, the Res reporter, and uh we've been tracking you around. You've been uh having shows all over here, all over the Twin Cities. I know you're up north right now and um thank you so much for spending a little time with us uh, and uh tell a few jokes. I got to remind you because we always when we have Bobby Wilson on, I always have to remind him that we're live all over the country because you know Bobby likes to swear. And uh so we're We're ready, but uh I just have to warn you, we just got to be cool <laughs> welcome Rob
0: hey, thanks hello hello <laughs> internet world can you hear me i'm not sure about these uh modern technology here you know, and it's kind of new you know yeah. we were doing zooms there during the, the whole uh, quarantine thing and that was uh something new, but it uh, actually uh helped us comedians. No, all us uh, social media entertainers, you know, it kind of gave us time to shine. So I, I always was always awkward because I didn't know if anybody was hearing me because I couldn't hear nobody back. And you couldn't hear no laughs. It was different than <laughs> being in front of a live audience, you know. You, you say a joke and you couldn't hear nothing. And it was kind of like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> I
3: I can see that being real hard. You don't have that interactiveness with your, with your audience and we're live on radio so i i guess it's similar here too you know you'll hear robert and i laugh if it's good yeah. but i mean you won't yeah. <laughs> you won't hear the rest of the people who are listening in on you laugh
0: so if you're <laughs>
3: laughing make sure you put it in the comments so that he can see it
0: <laughs> yeah let, let me know if i'm bombing or not <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, I got the
1: applause going on here uh from my yeah, song there you board, go. Even yeah. that
0: helps you know
1: hey yeah, you I know, know I that real- one
0: comedian in your cell, uh, you used to always say, "Is this thing on?
1: Is this thing on?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well Rob, That's we're all
0: over.:
1: Rob, the that- resident reporter, we're all over Turtle Island uh, on radio, and we're on 11 stations in Wisconsin, so we've got a big following here for Native Roots Radio. Give us a little rundown. I know you, you and a couple other comedians are kind of on a semi-tour I've, I've noticed here in the last few months.
0: Yeah, we, uh, I teamed up with my, my fellow comedian, um, brother and sister, uh, John Roberts, he's from Red Lake, uh, Minnesota, uh, and my, uh, sister Trish Cook, she's also from Red Lake, and I'm the only Leech Laker, you know, in, in the trio, Yeah, oh. you know, we're kind of the you know, comedian trio, I don't know, like the three amigos or, you know, I don't know, <laughs> three musketeers, <laughs> I don't know if we're that heroic, but <laughs> mm-hmm. we, uh yeah we're definitely we're we've been uh opening up doors you know for other comedians you know to uh jump in there and these comedy clubs uh i just been super humble or whatever you know grateful for uh the house of comedy they've been uh they're the ones that really opened the door for us and like really gave us a a venue to shine and uh, show our craft uh we've been there uh five times um well, we were we were supposed to be there again tonight, but due to weather, you know, the weather storm, uh, we had to cancel the show uh, due to the roads being, you know, unsafe. And um, but we're still we're we're still we've been touring. Yeah, we've been all over. We got to go to Fargo, you know, with Open Arms. We just uh, we were in Sioux Falls, you know, and it's just it's just been real humbling just to you know for people to welcome us in. And just to see everybody, you know, get together and laugh. And I, I think that's the, like I said, you know, laughter is the best medicine. Mm. And especially around these times and all the stuff going on, you hear so, you know, so so much negative stuff going on in the world. It, it, you, everybody needs a little, you know, a little break from all that. And I think we all need that little break, especially with the day ins and day outs of our life and all the stress that we go through and just, you know, live in life. You know, it's, we need to laugh and release. You know some of that stress, and like I said, yeah, we've been we're uh, fortunate enough that we're um, bringing our act. Uh, Indian way is what we go by. You know that's spelled N D N. You know, Indian, Indian way. You know, and yeah. we're we're actually we're gonna be um, even though we got tonight's show got canceled. I, I was I was supposed to go. um here in Hinkley at the Grand Casino uh, at a Christmas party, as you could tell, and I'm. <laughs> backstage now and i was supposed to go down there to the mall of america uh for tonight's show but luckily uh yeah we uh, we had to, we just had to cancel because it was it's just too difficult to drive in this kind of weather but uh we're gonna be on january 29th we'll be at the parkway theater which is gonna be oh. a first for us so uh, i mean just people reaching out to us all the different uh, comedy clubs uh just welcome us in it's just been a a pleasure and it's just been like i said i'm just so grateful to be be going into these different comedy clubs and for everybody wanting us to come and perform you know before it was like you know you're trying to let me in let me in come on you know let me tell some jokes let me make you laugh you know and and i I think it's partly because you like just like you said uh partly due to like bobby wilson and the 1491s you know, with their huge, huge success with, like, the Reservation Dogs on Fox and Hulu, I, I think that's really given us, you know, given us a voice, you know, as far as uh, Native comedians and entertainers. And, like I said, we just, you know, the whole Zoom thing and just uh, I, I feel like we're finally starting, our voices starting to make a little noise, you know, and, I, and I, it makes me feel proud to be part of that and to be able to just, show you know not just the younger generation but you know my peers and anybody else that you know may have dreams of you know not necessarily be a comedian but you know whether it's entertainment singing arts whatever you know just you know give them hope you know inspire them yeah. to pursue their dreams and not to be afraid to dream big or you know show them show them that it is possible you know?
1: Yeah, Rob. Uh, how long have you been doing comedy? I know you probably were the class clown like I was, and so what happened to me, Rob, is I ended up becoming a high school teacher because you know I couldn't I couldn't oh, go, wow. I couldn't like the audience, you know.
0: Yeah, I've been, uh, been doing about eight years now, going on eight, and um, you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it, but uh, I was pretty shy growing up. You know, uh, as a kid, I uh, I was really shy. I didn't, you know? It took me a while. Once I got to know you, then. once I got comfortable then I started the silliness started coming out and but I uh I moved a lot when I was younger and so I had to have to start start over in schools and have to make friends all over and I started noticing that like humor I could use my humor to like you know break the ice and start you know and I started noticing that you know when I was making people laugh I was you know Mm -hmm. we were starting to bond and I was gaining Mm -hmm. more friends and it was making it easier to to make friends when when i was moving around like that as you know growing up so I, well, my kids more... don't believe it but I, I always tell them i was really shy you know growing up
1: well when you have more friends you have more people to borrow money from ho oh.
0: <laughs> exactly you know thank you, thank yeah, you're you. like snack time what do you got for snacks let's barter you
1: know <laughs> yeah we barter hey uh so your your audience is is it a is it a good mix is it you know one of the things that uh people like about reservation dogs we love reservation dogs because of the inside jokes do you uh do you present a lot of inside jokes so you have the white audience laughing at certain things and the, and the Indians going, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, you know, when I, when I first started doing these, uh, uh, res report videos, uh, you know, I, first, I just started out doing them just for my friends and my family. And, you know, and, and I never thought like it would go far as it did. I thought it would just, you know, people in the local area would get it. And my friends and families would get it, but I never knew it was going to go viral, you know, and, and when it did it, it surprised me because I, I had such a, you know, all different, you know, ethnic backgrounds, all different, you know, professions and just all over, you know, and I, I, I never, I had like 158,000 followers and I was like, I don't even know 158,000 people, you know, <laughs> so yeah. it just blew my mind, you
1: <laughs> That's awesome, hey uh, before Ogama was gonna ask a question, I just heard her take a deep breath. Um, uh, let people know how they can plug in to find you on social media and your next uh, performances where where people can uh, click in on.
0: you going uh, I'm on uh, Facebook. you can check me out on uh, Rob Fairbanks uh, or my Res Report page, um, which is a community page. Otherwise, I'm on YouTube. You can follow my channel, Rob Fairbanks. I'm also on Instagram, Res Reporter, and on Snapchat, um, Res Reporter. I'm on I'm on TikTok, but I'm I'm not much of a TikToker. So I can, <laughs> my kids are more of the TikTokers than I am.
1: That's all right. You'll the have government, to
3: have them I'll, direct for you. The, <laughs> the,
1: the government's about to shut down TikTok anyway, so that's all right. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't but, let my uh, kids hear you say. Yeah, <laughs> well. they'll just
0: crush them. They'll be crying.
1: Hopefully, there'll be something else coming up because uh, I get a lot of a good. There's a Indian TikTok, meaning your uh, your rhythms will take you to and uh, certain Native American, uh, and there's some good information out there. And then there's also some good fighting too. So we like to see that once in a while, as long as I'm not involved.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all it's. Everybody just naturally just wants to, be, everybody, what's going on, what's going on, you know? <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. Well, we got a, a minute here. Let's a, a shoot out, if you can, a couple, uh, the, we got the 29th coming up, and what, what other dates do you have uh, that we can um, promote here?
0: Uh, the 28th, uh, I will be at, uh, like I said, we'll be, be at Indian Way. We'll be over in, uh, at the Parkway, which is in Minneapolis, South Minneapolis. It's on 48th in Chicago um that's january 28th um i have some other private things going on um i i, I don't want to jump the guns but uh i'm trying to get into the state fair so i'll be auditioning for them so hopefully we'll be hearing um, um some more dates come in the summer uh, yeah. and i haven't it's usually around this time of the year like everybody's getting down you get to your like your end of your schedule And so everybody's like, I got to restart all over. So January is usually the mark where you got to start over. So hopefully, like I said, I, uh, you know, cross my fingers, you know, hopefully you'll see me at the state fair this summer.
1: That would be great. Uh-huh. We we just got a, a a store in the state fair, Native Roots Trading Post, just last year. So drop our name. We we paid all our bills and did it in good ways. So a hoo, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that'd be great to have you out there. And you know, I I was doing the uh, radio show live out there five days a week too. So come on by and uh, say a few jokes. But yeah that that would be great to have you and so great having you on and let's make this a semi-annual thing if you you know this is uh awesome to have you on rob
0: yeah man thank you for having me and uh like i said i'm just i am uh, just hum- humbled that anybody wants me anywhere just wants me <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah
1: so it's rob fairbanks the res reporter and you're listening to native ritz radio presents i'm awake and we'll be right back peeny gigi we'll see you soon
3: That. Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get
5: involved too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org.
1: Hey, Wendy, what are we doing for dinner after the show?
5: How about we go to J. Selby's on 169 Victoria Street in St. Paul. They have a delicious plant-based menu that's compassionate and environmentally sustainable.
1: I'm getting their spot-on vegan Big Mac, the dirty secret.
5: You can pick up and they deliver within a five-mile radius. Or you can call them at 651-222-3263 or visit jselby's.com.
1: Well, you sold me one. Let's go order at Jay Selby's tonight.
4: I'm hungry. Health insurance that fits my budget? I'm covered. I needed health coverage I could count on and afford. MinSure helped me find a plan that works for me, and they helped me save money. Did you know that most Minnesotans qualify for savings through MinSure, And they have free experts who can help you sign up for coverage. Go to MinSure.org today and get started and get covered. That's mnsure.org. mnsure.org. Seward Co-op is now offering convenient, self-serve, and pre-packaged hot options and salad bars at both the Franklin and Friendship stores. Breakfast items available daily until 11 a.m. and brunch served all day every Sunday. Their weekly lunch and dinner menus highlight cuisines from around the world. They offer vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free options daily. 95% of the ingredients used are organic from small-scale, local community food producers whenever possible. More at seward.coop.
5: This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves. Please join Howling for Wolves on Wolf Day, Tuesday, February 7th, 2023, at the Minnesota State Capitol. You can sign up on Howling for Wolves' event page Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations.
3: Howl.
1: Howl. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot.
3: Hey, this portion of the show is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generation. Howl!
1: Ooh, you did that really good. Hey, um, you know, uh, that was a nice segment, nice show today. I uh, just have to say, uh, it's fun how small Indian country is, Ogma, because mm-hmm. Trish Cook is the person that is going kind of on these tour, these uh, shows with uh, Rob and Rob Fairbanks, a red res reporter. Trish's cook, uh brother, I worked for worked with at Harding High School. He was an art teacher for, well, he's still there, so he's been an art teacher there for 30 years. And, uh, you know, it's just a small world here in uh, Indian country.
3: It always is. And, you know, I get a kick out of it, too. Uh, I've been following John Roberts, who's a member of my tribe at Red Lake Nation, and his production. I think it's 94 Warriors Productions. Um, and they're a media company and they, um, do a lot to update on what's happening with this Indian way comedy. Um, and also, you know, picking up following, uh, Trish too now. So I'm really excited to see so much humor and so much joy that's brought to our communities by these folks. And, um, you know, to know people by association is always exciting too.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and it's again, um, glass ceilings uh being broken down uh you know i, I was talking earlier today on another call with some well, well i'll just say a deanna standing cloud and there's a gas glass ceiling right there you know she's a powwow uh a powwow mc and usually that's a, a male uh person doing that and so all these all these things that are staying the same but yet changing in a good way uh and getting more, um, modernized, but in a good way, uh, you know, comedy, uh, Wendy's reading a book, she's in a book club about Native American comedians and it's well written and I can't think of the name right now. I could look it up real quick as we're talking, but it's amazing. It's amazing book for one thing. Uh, the author who is white, he uh, goes into the history, uh, in the, in the history that was going on, like, you know, with, with Hill and, uh where he came from and um you know just just those things. It talks about the fo the, the nineteen four or the fourteen ninety oneers, it talks about all the comedians that have come up uh in the first one, you know, and so we're still uh breaking down the door here as Native Americans and um it's good to see these three um go together and and work these uh work these comedy shows.
3: Yeah. And, you know, to see that so many places um, in the Twin Cities and beyond are interested in booking comedians um, who are Indian or native and um, talk about native humor and not just comedians who happen to be native, but comedians who are out there sharing native humor um, is totally a, it's like a different level of joy that's brought and, um, pride, pride, I think in, in native humor and native culture, um, in the same way, you know, with reservation dogs, there's a lot of people who watch reservation dogs, uh, who, who laugh. And those jokes are longtime jokes, uh, within the Indian community. And for people of the non-Indian community to be, enjoying those jokes as well, I think it really like affirms our humanity as people. And that is something that's really desperately needed when we talk about advancing Native peoples and cultures and um, treaty rights and, um, you know, basically just working our way to being seen as human beings again in the eyes of the U.S. government,
1: Mm.
3: that comedy and uh, television really have such a powerful force in that.
1: Hey, I want to read a little bit about the book, if you don't mind. Um, It's called uh, We Had a Little Real Estate Problem, and it's uh, from Clip uh, Nersoff, the Human Encyclopedia of Comedy, uh, comes this important and underappreciated story of Native Americans' comedy. It is one of the most reliable jokes in Charlie Hill's stand-up routines. My people are from Wisconsin. We used to be from New York. We had a little real estate problem, and uh, that's where the, the name of the book comes from. But it it's an account that begins in the 1880s when Native Americans were forced to tour the Wild West shows, an alternate, uh, it was an alternate native uh, to prison. And so it really, it breaks down a lot of really good history stuff that people don't know. And there's a couple things that I read that I went, wow, I didn't know that.
3: Yeah. You know, one of my favorite quotes is actually from a member of the 1491s, uh, Ryan Redcorn, uh, who's Osage. Um, he said that, oh, and I can't remember the quote directly, but he basically says that the way that Native history is taught, it it's, it dictates that Indians are supposed to be sad. Um, and you would think that they would be, you know, because of all of the historical things. But that's not true. And that's not how the community is. And there's a lot of laughter and a lot of joy. That's a huge part of Native culture. And when people are learning about Native culture, that's not something they learn. You know, they, they really think this narrative of Indians is that we're supposed to be sad or angry, um, you know, and, and to change that narrative with humor is really important.
1: Well, you know, one of the things, too, I don't know someone your age, but I know one of the greatest satires of the first half of the 19th century was Will Rogers. And Will Rogers was a Cherokee Indian, and uh, they don't talk a lot about that, Um, but he was one of the most beloved kind of humorists talking about uh, social issues uh, of his time.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and again, like I was saying, you know, Will Rogers, it's not something that they talked about with him being Cherokee, right? right. Uh, but when you have these uh, comedians who are given space and um, respect and uh, bring joy for sharing specifically humor about being a native person in the current cultural climate, um, which is going to be humor about social justice issues um, a lot of the time anyway, then, um, that is just, it's, an whole, it's a whole nother level of advancement for Native people. And it's its really important work that they're doing. Although, you know, there's that running joke that, you know, heaven forbid your child becomes a comedian, right? You know, they always <laughs> think that comedian's the black sheep of the family. There's that ongoing yeah. joke.
1: Well, you know, uh, students used to tell me that um, I should be a comedian. And I said, well, I am. I'm a teacher. that I get paid, uh, you know, in healthcare. And I'm in front of my class every day, so I kind of am a comedian, so I get paid pretty well, too. So um, that was part of my uh, comedian routine as a teacher for 30 years.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, as a teacher, (laughs) right, everybody knows you're not uh, getting adequate pay or benefits or any of those things. So that's definitely, um, kudos to you for the joke there, because... uh, you know, uh, that's, again, another social justice issue that we could talk about for hours, right, Robert?
1: Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, uh, with humor, there's healing. And we, uh, as Native Americans, are always humorous. And, you know, at first, you get kind of people, uh, our Natives are making fun of you and things like that. That really, really means that they like you. If they ignore you, that's when you have to look out. When they're making fun of you and And uh, and you're taking it and and things like that. That's part. It's weird to say, but it's part of our culture.
3: It is, and I have to explain that sometimes to my non native friends. I remember explaining that a lot in high school if if we don't poke a little fun at you, if we don't make jokes around you if we're we're really polite all the time, we really don't like you so so um try not to get your feelings hurt you
1: know <laughs> right hey, so everybody out there, be safe uh it's really cold here in Minnesota, and the wind's gonna be whipping around, so if you don't have to travel, don't travel and uh keep uh you know, maybe go to uh, uh, iTunes and lit- listen to some past, uh, past shows of Native Roots Radio or something, or some crime thing, but uh, stay safe out there. If you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance. We're still here. We are the seventh generation free Leonard Peltier. Thank you, Oguma, and good night.